We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, we got some big news. The trade finally happened. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons is a Brooklyn Net. And there's plenty more to it. How are we feeling? I know it's super early. I'm recording in my car. You're waking up at 5.30 in the morning. We're getting it done now. Yeah, enjoy the Philly cheese. Thanks, James. They'll taste good, mate. And, you know, you'll need to run a little bit more on the treadmill, my guy. Hopefully you, you can get more than four points uh, when we burst you guys on March 11th. So see you soon, bud. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's how a lot of Nets fans feel. And, you know, as someone who liked James Harden prior to coming to the Nets and obviously enjoyed his play in Brooklyn, it's extremely sour taste with him just based off of how he played in that Sacramento Kings game. So happy to see him go at this point. And obviously, we heard all the rumblings behind the scenes and all the different stuff going on. So this is a win for the Nets considering the trade package they did receive. Jack, you want to lay out the details? Yeah, the details are as follows via whoever you want to call it woe shams there were bombs everywhere so the brooklyn nets are trading james Harden to the philadelphia 76ers for ben simmons seth curry andre drummond and two first round picks by the time we do this podcast the nets will probably have jeremy grant but we wanted to get it out there quickly <laughs> so the nets uh the Sixers are sending the nets an unprotected 2022 first round pick so this year's one whatever that ends up being and a protected 2027 first round pick so the Nets get the Sixers' 22 first-round pick unprotected with the right to defer until 2023 and a 2027 first-round pick protected 1-8, to eight, sources tell ESPN. The 2027 pick would roll over to 2028, protected 1-8 to eight again, and then the pick, the pick turns into two seconds and $2 million in 2029. So I'm uh, sure Mark's getting you know a, a few assets that we lost in that James Harden trade in terms of the first-round picks. I think overall, Nick, grade this deal immediately. I need you to give me the grade, and this is finalized. You cannot change your mind whatsoever. Is it my grade on the overall deal or just based off of my expectation and what I thought we were getting compared to what we're getting? Yeah, let's go with the expectation in terms of how this how this is for the Nets. You know, that's all we really care about. What is this as a deal for the Nets? Yeah, I'd say this is a B plus. You know, it's hard to do anything higher than that because you are losing a superstar in James Harden. But like you said, you're getting two first round picks back. 
and you traded a ton of those for James Harden, you could possibly use those, you know, in the next hour or two to make another trade at the deadline. Then you're getting a great three-point shooter in Seth Curry, but also just a great offensive player that can complement the stars really well. And then Andre Drummond in there too. Like Andre Drummond is a guy that was rumbled late as possibly being included. And there were some ties to the Nets last year. And obviously he's kind of a polarizing player, but the Nets need help in the front court drastically. You know, guys aren't healthy or not playing up to expectation. So those are two players that instantly can have an impact and instantly are rotation upgrades for players that are playing right now. And then the big key piece is Ben Simmons. You know, that's, that's a huge mystery. Like, how good can Ben Simmons be? You know, you and I have talked a lot in the past about Ben Simmons, not on the Brooklyn Buzz, but, you know, on uh, JBT and on the outlet on those podcasts we used to have. And Ben is a guy that has the potential to be really, really good. Like we're talking a top 20, maybe top 15 player. Right now he's probably closer to top 25, top 35. And there's a ton of question marks in regards to what's going on with his shooting, his confidence, his free throw shooting, his availability on the court. How close is he being ready? But that's the key to the deal. You know, if Ben Simmons comes in here and he's looking to upgrade and he's looking to be the player that he potentially can be, it could end up being a win for the Nets. As good as James Harden is, you know, he's not going to last forever. The hamstring injuries are catching up to him. And Ben Simmons is entering his prime and can almost extend the championship window. And we talked about it on a couple podcasts, you know, the Nets aren't as clear cut favorites as they were when everyone's healthy and they have the big three. But this extends their window because they're adding young pieces and picks where they can do some different things where they were kind of, I don't want to say stuck, because when you have a trio of Kyrie, James Harden and Kevin Durant, you're in the best possible position to essentially win games. But this extends that window and gives them a lot of flexibility. Yeah. And on that big situation that you alluded to, Nick, I think the acquisition of Andre Drummond, Brian Winterhorse is reporting that the Nets could be moving Nick Claxton, obviously getting those yep. first round picks. There should there'll be some interest around that. Uh, Chris Haynes also and Clarks had strong Brooklyn. ties to Harden. Yeah, uh, very much so. Those guys were were really close. We saw them, you know, working out together whenever James Harden actually did do a workout uh, in the summer. I'm throwing all my slander James Harden, guys. It's going to be there for a long time. I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, Chris Haynes. I mean, reporting. in a sense, it's it's well deserved, Jack. Like I don't think it's like even slander. Like this is a guy that demanded a trade, forced you to trade all of your assets for him, and then after a year and a half, when things didn't go perfect, he wanted out. I think it's really easy for Nets fans to be upset with James Harden. There's not really many things to be happy about. Yeah, Kyrie played a part in this, but Harden's the one that wanted to trade, wanted to be out of here, and didn't want to be patient and have the opportunity to have a healthy playoff run with two elite players. Yeah, that's it. That's it at the end of the day. So, look, James Harden, do you think? But uh, Chris Haynes also reported that Brooklyn will take its time getting Ben Simmons acclimated. But the star guard welcomes the change of scenery and has already had conversations with Kevin Durant and they're on the same page. League sources tell Yahoo Sports. I mean, I posted yesterday, you know, in last year's All-Star draft, Kevin Durant was pretty keen to get Ben Simmons on his team. Yeah. And, you know, he's got Ben Simmons on his team now. So I think that, that I'm excited to see what it's like, Nick. You know, I think that, you know, I'm going to full 180. You know, I used to be anti-James <laughs> Harden. I used to be anti-Ben Simmons. Now I'm all in on these guys. And, you know, to me, it's it's what's going to happen next. You know, apparently via uh, Yossi Goslin of Hoops Hype, the Brooklyn Nets will reduce their luxury tax payment by $15 million by trading James Harden for Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. A total of $18 million in payroll and luxury tax combination. The savings could encourage them to use their trade exceptions to improve the roster. So, look, I think we've been... I've been advocating for Joe side to allow Sean Marks to use the trade exceptions that we got for DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dimwitty, everyone else in between. If he doesn't, I'll be incredibly frustrated, but who knows? Uh, I just think it's going to be 
then this team needs to get better now. You know, you're if you yep. are not, you know, you are wasting a, a year of Kevin Durant's prime. You know, he is in his prime. You know, he might be 33, yep. 34 years old, but this is his prime right now. Ben Simmons is, like you mentioned, a top 25 player. One of the best, if not the best defensive players in the league. An incredible athlete, an incredible facilitator, incredible ball handler, wonderful athlete. You know, just does so much for the team in a lot of different ways. Uh, and you've got Kyrie Irving. Hopefully there's some rumblings about the, the mandates being lifted. You know, the Nets... This could rejuvenate the team in a in a really big way. So I think that if I'm given the the grade, I'd probably go maybe a B because I would have uh, loved me to see a little bit of Matisse Stiebel on this <laughs> team. I'm not going to lie, Nick, but I think that the two first round picks is basically one is a replacement for not getting a Matisse. And I think that yeah, we heard we heard rumblings of Matisse and Tyrese Maxey. You know, we've sort of heard things behind the scenes, you and I, for for a little bit. And Maxi seemed to be pretty clearly off the table early on. Matisse Stiebel seemed to be in deals and packages here and there, but I think got left off the table quite lately because I think they understood that losing Matisse would probably be a, a greater loss for them than for the Nets again. So getting a pick will probably be doing another reaction pot on my lunch break today at work <laughs> and Nick's home and actually has a microphone. I'll be probably still using the AirPods like he is right now. But yeah, I think that there are, I think the trade overall is beneficial for both sides. And I think Sean Marks got a fair enough deal in return and wasn't settling by just accepting, you know, Seth and Ben. Yeah, I think also Seth losing Seth really hurts them because he's clearly their best shooter on that team. And obviously Harden excels with, you know, those catch and shoot guys and those movement shooters like uh, Seth Curry. So the fact that they were able to kind of steal him away, I think hampers Philadelphia. And like you said, Matisse Thibault, like the fit in Brooklyn probably wasn't ideal and the Sixers needed to keep a wing defender. So that makes sense. And then you get the two first round picks. So you have the flexibility. And I mean, in my head, I would have been just happy getting one first round pick because, you know, based off of what we've heard, like it didn't seem like that was even super likely. So the fact that they're able to get that and then get two quality role players and then a star player in Ben Simmons. I think you have to be pretty happy. And you pointed out, Jack, that, you know, Ben Simmons and Katie have already chatted. Lucas and I talked about a little bit on the last pod is like, I could see Katie really helping Ben Simmons get the best version of himself, especially where Kevin Durant is at this point in his career and how he's kind of taken guys under his wings and really has appreciated the young guys and encouraged them. And I think, you know, honestly, like, obviously this is extremely biased, but you could, you could tell me that Katie could get the best out of Ben Simmons better than almost anybody else in the league. Like he just seems like that type of guy in the position he's in. And then also his skill set just matches so well in having this guy, because also Ben Simmons is going to relieve Kevin Durant of having to defend the best teams, best offensive player, the opposing team's best offensive player. Yeah. I think that I spoke a lot about personality of the team and the dynamics and all that sort of thing. And James Harden talked about, you know, you know, yep. not really meshing and that sort of thing. Ben Simmons fits this sort of low-key, you know, chill, do-your-work sort of vibe that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, I think that Ben Simmons in the right situation under Steve Nash, you know, I think that this actually yep. allows maybe Steve Nash to utilize some more things that he likes, you know, more transition play, a lot of those sort of things. Woj just reported, Nick, as of eight minutes ago, the Brooklyn Nets are still working to be aggressive in more deal-making today. So, I'm keeping an eye on the timeline. I know you don't have access to, to it right now, but I'm, I'm keeping an eye as we go along, trying to multitask. But I think that it's a it's a nice addition. A lot of people have been making the argument that Ben Simmons could fit better than James Harden did. Yes, we only saw it for 16 games. It's something like 364 or something minutes like that. You can look at that as a failure, as a big what-if or whatever, but you know we're focused on what the Nets currently do have. 
They've got my Aussie brethren and Ben Simmons. I wish they had Matisse Diable, but they have incredible spacing now. You've got two of the best three-point shooters in the league in Paddy Mills and Seth Curry, plus his playmaking, which I'm a big fan of as well, as we alluded yep. to on a previous episode. Um, and you've got Andre Drummond, who, look, you know, he, he, he cooked us, you know, last year against LaMarcus Aldridge, and I think as a backup big, is one of the better backup bigs in the league. you know. And I think that you know we're not going to see him in the playoffs or whatever, but he helps with the rebounding. Um, and I think that that's, you know, you've got a guy that is a, one of the better backup bigs in the league. He's sort of like a, a better Enos Freedom Cantor who's throwing shots at our, our owner or Hassan Whiteside, those sort of guys. So I don't hate it either. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Andre Drummond's great for the regular season. Like him and Seth Curry alone just allow them to win more games without having to depend as much on the stars, especially when Ben Simmons is back. And like you talked about, you know, the Nets are going to take it slow. The good thing about the timing of this trade is all-star break is approaching. So there's going to be some extra time off to kind of rev him up and not miss as many games as possible too. And you mentioned something too before, Jack, that I just want to touch on quickly is the potential using, you know, the trade exceptions. To me, I said this before, Joe Sy seems like a petty guy. And given the fact that Harden made him send all those picks, all those assets to force him to land in Brooklyn, and then he ends up leaving. It feels like Josiah is going to be even more motivated to win a championship and get that just to kind of another reason to just put it in Harden's face. Like, yeah, you should have stayed. We're still the best team. Yeah, well, hopefully he uses the TPE because if you want to yeah. really win, you're going to put where your money where your mouth is. You're going to do it Steve Barmasar. Exactly. So, looks, uh, One more note, too, on something you said, Jack, that stuck out to me, too, is you mentioned Steve Nash and, like, utilizing some of the transition stuff in the offense. Even Steve Nash being able to utilize his experience and his status as a Hall of Fame point guard and multi-MVP winner, like, to James Harden, it's not as big a deal. But to Ben Simmons, he can really – help develop him into being the best creator that he can be because of how far he is in his career, where Harden already, you know, past 30, won multiple MVPs, already a Hall of Fame career, knows who he is. Ben Simmons still needs to get to that point. He still has a lot of things to accomplish, and that can allow Steve to possibly be the better, best version of a coach that he can be. Yeah, we always talk about Steve utilizing the pieces that he has and actually maximizing that uh, I think that this now allows him to be a bit more creative, uh, go a bit deeper in his bag. I think Ben Simmons is is more of a, a Steve Nash style of player than a Doc Rivers style of player. And I, yeah. I think that there you get extra spacing. Look, imagine the spacing with the Paddy Mills, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, and Kevin. That's like five of the best shooters ever. Like in terms yeah. of creation ability, efficiency, 
And look, we don't know what's happened with Joe Harris. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. I think we're, we're on our hands and knees praying for that. But dear Lord, we spoke about spacing before, Nick. And, and I think that Seth Curry has been one of the best three-point shooters and had an incredible series against Atlanta as well uh, in that loss yep. to, to them. So I think that Seth Curry is an automatic upgrade and, a, and, a, and another depth piece in the rotation that the Nets have sorely needed. You know, you don't have to give these minutes to Bruce Brown. You don't have to give these minutes to Javon Carter. You now have Seth Curry as your yep. guy that is, is going to play 30 minutes, 25 minutes for you in the playoffs. And I think that that, is, that shouldn't be underrated either. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the playmaking, like as a secondary ball handler, he can do a little bit more than Patty Mills and Joe Harris can do. He can create a little bit for himself, run a little pick and roll, a little pick and pop stuff. So Seth is a really nice ad, and I'm just happy for it, not only for the Nets grabbing him, but I really think it's going to hurt the Sixers and the yeah. fact that they don't have that level of player. And his chemistry with Will Embiid was top notch. So happy to have Seth. And it'd be really cool, obviously, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself, but if we saw a Nets-Warriors finals matchup, Seth and Steph in the same, you know, finals game would be pretty sick. Oh, it'd be incredible. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, for the record, I think I said this on a previous pod, but he's having a career year in terms of scoring. 15 points, 3.4 boards, 4 assists, which is also a career high for him. He's shooting 40% from the three-point line on 5.6 attempts, which is the highest volume. You better believe he's going to be jacking them up uh, in Brooklyn as well. 48.5% from the field as well. So just a, a, a really efficient player. Uh, he's going to have an effective field goal percentage of 58%. Um, I think Seth Curry is going to be a seamless fit in Brooklyn. Can give you a little bit of you know ball handling duties at James Harden. You know, and, and I think that you know, you've got Ben Simmons. There's sort of a facsimile there where you put those two together. It sort of replaces James Harden's ball yep. handling duties, but not ball stickiness. You know, those guys aren't going to be dribbling yep. for 17, 18 seconds, walking it up the court, taking you know seven seconds to get a pass half court. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Steve Nash can actually do a little bit of coaching here. And you know, now I'm going to be equally as harsh. And you know, I heard some things about you know Doc Rivers not being apparently a fan of, of Seth Curry and, and, and obviously what we, we saw what he did in the most previous matchup, you know, him and, and Tyrese Maxey, a lot of people are like, okay, well, these guys are performing badly. Is there something happening here behind the scenes? You know, Doc Rivers cancelled practice today. So, look, James Harden's going where he wants to go. We get, you know, a, a good piece of Seth Curry. Ben Simmons, like we sort of utilised. I think we can, we'll be able to dive a bit deeper on it uh, when we get, you know, our microphones available uh, and he's <laughs> actually... Uh, in front of a computer so he can scroll the timeline and see some of the reactions as well. But it's a big day for Nets World. It's something you predicted. You know, I think you were on Celtics Lab yesterday, Nick, saying 65 70%. I think a lot of people were sort of around that sort of range. And when we were sort of chatting this morning, my time, like 4 a.m., I was like, I'm leaning more and more towards it. I think it seems to me that the Nets are gaining a little bit more leverage here. And while that, I still will remain objective and say that James Harden is the better player. Will he yep. take off the fat suit and be revitalized in Philadelphia? Yeah, there's a very big opportunity that could be the case. But focusing on the net side of things, there's a lot of unknowns about Ben Simmons. I think you get a pretty solid and reliable piece in Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond not going to be a playoff sort of contender, but he's playing some pretty quality basketball for in the absence of Joel Embiid. Whenever he's starting for, for the Sixers, you know, he's got a little bit of handoff action with Seth Curry. So I think that there's a little bit of chemistry and synergy that you might have there. And if Joe Harris happens to be out for an extended period of time, Seth Curry and Patty Mills, you're two of the best three-point shooters in the league right now. Uh, there's a, a plenty more to analyze, Nick, but in terms of any final thoughts and, and musings and rumblings that you want to chat before we end this one? And 
you know, I can maybe have a little bit of a nap before I go to work. <laughs> I would say one thing that we'll definitely take a deeper dive into is the, the short-term versus the long-term and how James Harden will look in how the Simmons went two to two. So that's a big part of this equation as well. Obviously, James is likely to sign that Supermax deal with, you know, the Sixers this offseason and end up with all this money. And that could be a blessing in disguise for the Nets. So, I mean, it's a very relieving day for Nets fans. You know, obviously, we saw the losing streak. Hopefully, that changes tonight. And then the team can kind of turn things around and build up that momentum because there was just a lot of bad vibes. And hopefully this trade changes things and gets them in the good vibes. And Ben Simmons comes in with the right mentality and becomes the best version of himself, which can be a really, really good player. I'm excited to see what Ben can do alongside Kyrie and KD and what that means moving forward, especially just having that level of defensive player in which the Nets haven't had in a very, 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 very long time. Uh, But like you said, Jack, plenty of more things to dive into we'll probably drop multiple pods today alone (laughs) so definitely check out the buzz on all streaming platforms jack always appreciate you appreciate everybody listening and go nets everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.